Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. And my goal at the Happy Homeschool is to inspire and equip you to create a learning environment that makes home everyone's favorite place. You can always read more at thehappyhomeschool.com. Hi. And today's topic is how your attitude toward maturity affects your child. And this is a re-recording of week 10 of 52 Weeks to a Better Relationship with Your Child. After the discussion, I'm going to tell you a little story about a Walmart greeter who tried to basically do a football defensive maneuver on me one day when I went into the store. And you'll, you'll understand that more when I tell the actual story. But for now, let's get into talking about maturity. When is a person mature? Is it when he or she reaches a certain age? Or is it when a driver's test can be passed? Or perhaps it is when a person can refrain from fruitless argument. Maturity is often claimed as a measure of independence, or when a person can be recognized as an adult. Yet everyone knows adults they would describe as immature. Maybe the concept of maturity is not well understood, or at least not used consistently. Let's start by distinguishing between physical and mental maturity. Physical maturity is easier to measure. I think we can accept that maturity means having reached a point of optimum potential use or ability. And we can say that a person is physically mature when all physical functions are fully operational. This helps us with the definition of mental maturity, since it is restricted to potential. Consider this example. A person who is physically mature has the potential to procreate, but they do not have to procreate to be physically mature. The potential is all that matters. Similarly, someone who is mentally mature has the potential to make helpful or good or useful decisions. That does not mean he will. In both cases, the person may choose how fully to take advantage of the state of mature capabilities. Having obtained a state of maturity is not the same as having experience or wisdom either. It is mental maturity that makes it possible to learn from experience or handle mistakes. Hopefully, this will in turn result in increasing wisdom. Mental maturity is the potential to problem-solve. A little observation will remind us that maturity cannot be dependent on having all the necessary information to make a decision. Not only are we all always learning as individuals, but what is accepted as general knowledge is very subject to change. Think about adventurous people who have frequently been labeled immature, but over time their adventures lead to discoveries that we all benefit from. The counterpoint to having the potential to make a useful decision, is having the potential to bear the responsibility for it. Here we must differentiate between legal restrictions on bearing responsibility and mental potential to bear responsibility. It also doesn't matter whether or not a person reacts to the responsibility poorly or chooses to act childlike. The fact remains that there is a point where a person can bear responsibility. Most adults recognize this and don't want to bear other adult people's responsibility. Fortunately, physical maturity closely coincides with mental maturity. 
This combination gives a newly mature person the ability to claim maturity in practice. It also serves to remind naysayers of the obvious. Unfortunately, people still try to disagree about maturity and impose artificial limits on it. As long as a majority of people pick a certain parameter, it can be difficult to go against the flow. But no matter what legal or cultural limits are imposed, parents can still choose to recognize maturity in their own children once those children have grown into young adults. This will go a long way toward relieving the strain the young adults may feel as they are denied basic respect by some other adults in legal sense. If this is done in the home, the young adult will be more considerate about helping the parents deal with legal stress imposed on the parents and the family in prolonging their parenting role unnaturally. If parents have been helping their children to think and make decisions all along in ways appropriate to the levels of maturity at different stages of childhood, this transition can go quite smoothly. A parent won't need to and shouldn't resort to rants about a young adult's growing up because everybody already has the correct point of view about maturity. Let me make it clear that I am not talking about treating young children like adults. Giving them appropriate opportunities is important. Guarding them from their own immaturity is also important. A young child probably doesn't have the mental maturity to be responsible for choosing what to eat all the time, but he can handle some choices like whether or not to eat a specified amount of nutritious food so that he can be allowed to have dessert. The parent is accepting responsibility for the child's health while still giving the child choices about immediate priorities. An older child might need to be protected from immature decisions about some friendships, but he can still be allowed most choices about who he likes to hang out with and what they will do together. The parent accepts responsibility for guarding the child from harmful influences, but the child learns to take initiative in building relationships. The hope is that the parent-child relationship matures as the child matures. Then, when adulthood is reached, the young adults are receptive to information and advice. Sometimes it will be asked for. Other times, they trust the parent to offer what they don't know enough to ask, but they all know the decisions are going to be up to the young adults. It would be nice if reaching maturity was as obvious as being born. As it is, an older child can think he is mature before he is, or a parent might mistake youthful exuberance for immaturity. Still, parents are in the best position to recognize and encourage maturity in their children. I remember an old Mork and Mindy television episode where Mork misidentified the maturity of an egg. He was horrified that it was being kept in a box in the refrigerator. In seeking to release it, he threw it up in the air and called out, Fly, be free! But the egg lay broken and useless on the counter, practically before he was done speaking. We don't want to do that with our children or to our children. We don't want them crushed by adult responsibility before they are ready. However, we do want them to fly and be free when they have their full feathered wings, so to speak. For only in using those wings will they experience the full joy of living. Now, my story about the Walmart greeter has to do with 
some adults having different perspectives about what is maturity. And some of you may know that I am also a barefoot runner and I have evaluated this carefully and I've been doing it many years and enjoy it greatly. But some adults view going barefoot as immature. Now, to clarify, I also know the laws are completely receptive to customers going barefoot, and I also knew Walmart's policies were just fine with it. But this particular greeter could not be convinced, and he was watching for me one day, and he was going to put himself in front of me like a linebacker blocking somebody getting through for the pass. Fortunately, it made things easier on me that there were other customers going in at the same time, and I was able to step a certain direction and just avoid him and go on my way. And he really couldn't have done anything more without making a huge scene, but I did see him stomp off to go talk to somebody. Well, it's interesting that the next time I came through there and he was there, he didn't try anything and the look on his face was different. So I think somebody told him to just let me be an adult and make my own decisions about my feet. Well, that's all on that topic today. I'd love to hear from you how these discussions, or this one in particular this time, have stimulated your creative parenting thinking and if you have any particular stories surrounding the subject. You can email me or you can leave me a 90-second message on my voicemail bar on the right-hand side of the blog, thehappyhomeschool.com. Thanks for listening. Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. (laughs) 